0: So the big question is this, how can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag RunPainFreePodcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers hello 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 everybody and welcome to the run pain free podcast i am your host jessica marie rose leggio thank you for tuning in please make sure you are following us and are subscribed to this podcast go on over to run dot and make sure you're following us to get all of our latest episodes and then go listen to all of our older episodes and learn some new stuff make sure you are following us at run pain free on instagram and of course at run pain free underscore academy on instagram Again, welcome to the podcast today. We are speaking in the early parts of the year of 2021 about what an injury-free runner does to stay injury-free, their actual checklist. And so get your pad and paper out, get your phone out, whatever you take notes on. If you think you got it mentally, power to you, but we're going to be doing some steps and checklists, so get that going. So let's get right into it. The number one thing that an injury-free athlete or runner does is that they never miss foam rolling or person/slash sports-specific prep work. You guys hear me talk about this all the time with athletic conditioning, with correction, and that's what the programming here is at Run Pain Free. But it is real, and it is their warm-up. It is your warm-up to pre- to perform. By definition, corrective conditioning and functional movement is to prepare the body to perform by definition so it is your quote warm-up that's your warm-up it is the foam rolling getting your body in the position to move and be mobile and then firing that mobility getting the patterns firing getting the right muscles firing activated and then you go do your sport so it is a mini workout if you will it is a workout you know for sure and then you take The field, you take the court, you take the course, you take the road, whatever it is, you take that. And so these injury free athletes do not ever miss that. There is no day that they are not foam rolling. There is no day that they're not prepping their bodies, even on their off days, where they're not doing maybe any conditioning work or sports-specific drills, if you will. They're still foam rolling and doing their prep work because they have to maintain that baseline for their body. So that's number one, and it is most important, and it's what we talk about a lot here. Also, I encourage you during this one to take notes, and if you have any questions about these specific things, since our whole point is to keep you all injury-free and get rid of this 80% of injured runners worldwide number, I encourage you to comment on this, ask questions, post it, ask questions in Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're hearing it, make comments, email us. We really wanna hear from you guys what you need to sustain this list that we're giving you, all right? so. Get it, get it going. Get it going. So number two, never do they do any other sport specific type of workouts or conditioning other than their sport. So what that means is you would never see, (laughs) you would never see a long distance runner doing track work. And this, I have an entire podcast on for speed work, specifically explaining this. Again, I don't come superficially, I come with depth and I have a lot of background and backing to what I'm talking about. So I'm not gonna get too deep into this specific one, number two, because I have an entire podcast that talks about it. But it is the same thing as saying a basketball player would never be doing football work. A quarterback workout would never be doing a lineman workout. An outfielder would never be doing a pitcher workout. It just doesn't work that way. It's very specific to the person in that sport. And they never do any other sport-specific conditioning other than their sport. This is not to be confused with number three, which I'm going to kind of say together. Number three is they are constantly in cross-training. So cross-training and doing specific sport workouts are totally different, guys. It is not the same thing. And I think a lot of people think it's the same thing. It's not. You can't go do a boxing workout and think it's going to actually help a long distance marathoner it's that's not going to work you can't think a pitcher workout is actually going to work the same as a quarterback although somebody may think so because it's a throwing mechanism absolutely not at no point is a pitcher having to run, be fast on their feet, dip side, lateral movements, up, back, sideways, and then throw the ball, and then might get hit at the same time. That would never happen to a baseball player. So you can't look at things similarly because they're absolutely not the same. They're just not. Focus on your sport and what is gonna cross train to support those dynamics, full body, so that you can then be at your best baseline as a human to then have a sport specific conditioning workout okay so that's really important and that's why when they cross train they're cross training under guidance so for run pain free runners run pain free athletes because again we work with everybody not just runners but we work with everybody they all baseline, I always say long distance running is basic human function over velo- with velocity over with extreme. It's just walking, literally, but for hours on end with velocity. So when I fix a long distance runner, I fix a human. So no matter what sport you're doing, when you come to the Run Pain Free program, your baseline is addressed first, how you're operating as a human first. So that has to be stable, that has to be operating and that has to be functional or I can never ever condition you for your sport. I would just make it worse and, and you would totally get injured. So your baseline has to be supported and corrected and conditioned first as a human being then we can grow from there. So everybody comes in on that same level. Now for a runner, they just take that to the extreme because it's that it's that function at extreme but then it would be different for a football player, a soccer player, a baseball player, a tennis player, a golf, a golf player, it's different for them. And that's when the sport specific comes in at that point. And at the same time, then the the workouts would be then very more specific to those conditions or functional movement for that sport while I'm still keeping you functional. Okay. And that's why it's important that cross training is under guidance. So the coach, and the athletic trainer are very much in conversations to make sure that the cross training is happening specific for that person, for that person to be optimal in their sport. And the only way they'll be optimal in their sport is if their basic human function is balanced and strong, okay? That's why cross training has to happen. So things like an endurance sport, which are long distance running, track and field is not an endurance sport, sidebar, um <laughs> it's very easy for me to get sidetracked with this one because I know how much this this is very mangled in the world in the world of running and it annoys the hell out of me. Again, go on over to Speedwork, my inner, my the podcast for speed work and see what I'm talking about on that one specifically if you have any ideas or questions like what I'm asking when I'm talking about this. So go on over there and do that. But so for someone who is a long distance runner they really need to be able to have the ability to endure hours on end of cardiovascular work. Same as swimming, same as cycling. So the tri-sport, biking, swimming, running are all endurance sports. They work on an aerobic system. Constantly needing oxygen, constantly needing the sustainability and muscular endurance, strength, endurance. Those are very specific types of conditioning for your muscles. Not the same as a track and field that is anaerobic without oxygen. Not the same as a baseball player anaerobic without oxygen. It's short and ballistic bursts of energy and then nothing. Ballistic bursts of energy and then nothing. Even dancing is anaerobic because at best you're dancing for several minutes, at best, and at, at a clip. Or you're stopping and going, stopping and going within a minute. So it's anything that considers stop, go, stop, go, that's anaerobic, it's without oxygen. It's a totally different training system. Totally different training system. So for instance, when someone does track and field work and then goes, runs a long distance race, their calves lock up, their quads lock up because they've actually only conditioned those muscles to go for a very short amount of time with ballistic velocity. And they never trained it to be, to endure long amounts of consistent movement in that form. They've never conditioned that. They didn't condition that. So the muscles don't have the conditioning and they don't have the endurance. And that's why the majority of runners lock up on a marathon. Just saying. So Number four leads us for all of these top three reasons so far goes into four, and that they are in constant contact with their coach overseeing all of these conditioning aspects for what I just said above. The coach oversees everything. They need to know what you're doing, what you're not doing, Did you go for a swim that day? Was it your rest day and you decided to go for a bike ride? All of that matters long-term. All of that matters. Anything that is repetitive is conditioned. So that matters in, in how your body responds to it and how your body's gonna respond to the training the next day. So a coach needs to be, in constant contact with you so that you actually understand what's going on with your body, how you're feeling with those different aspects, and so they can actually manage it for you. Your job is to be an athlete. The coach's job is to make sure you can be an athlete. It's very simple. So they really need that constant contact, and this is a huge thing here at Run Pain-Free Program. I am in constant contact with everybody that is on our roster, and even people who were on our roster, maybe isn't currently on our roster, they still can contact me. It's very important when someone's in training, specifically for marathons and tries and Ironman, that I am in constant contact with them, especially if they're coming in injured, which the majority of our athletes are. So they're coming in injured, I need to be in constant contact. I need to know everything that's going on with the person so I can figure it out. And these are Again, these are the reasons why people are injury-free. These are the checklist items. So I'm gonna recap because it's a lot so far. Number one, they never miss a foam rolling or a person or sports-specific training work. Number two, they never do any other type of sport specific workouts to condition their sport. Number three, they are cross-training under guidance. And number four, they are in constant contact with the coach who is overseeing all the conditioning aspects, okay? Make sure you got all those. Let's go. Number five, the coach that they're in contact with is an actual injury correction specialist and, or a strength coach, or they have two, one of each. This is imperative. Yours truly is both. And I couldn't do what I do if I wasn't both, which is why I'm kind of (laughs) special. Just saying, but that's why it's important that there is a team that talks to one another and that brings their heads together if it's not one person, that there's several people that are watching this and making sure that the athlete is getting all those aspects. They need to know where the body is so that they can see if it's going into some type of a dysfunctional pattern because all injuries are from a dysfunctional pattern. And that is what a corrective specialist can see, a biomechanics person can see, sports biomechanics specifically, they may be specific sports biomechanics can see. And so a CSCS or a strength coach would then fall second to that injury person. So it's important that those two things are happening. A lot of people know, like once they come to me, if they're an injury, they everything else has to be done everything else has to be quiet so i can hone in on the body strip it clean only i have my hands on it so i can see what the body is or isn't doing see what's been built dysfunctionally what pattern they're on dysfunctionally what is functional if anything and then go from there if anybody else has their fingers in that it's going to be a problem it creates a fight in your body that i won't be a part of and anybody who's been with me knows that and i'm very serious about it so and that's from years and years and years of doing this and knowing what those outsider hands in to the pot of this whole thing of this body could actually do it's just years of dealing with that trying my best to work with it and being like you know what at the end of the day i just need to strip that body clean figure out what's going on with that body and then go from there and that's also why i'm able to do a lot of different aspects in this type of arena if you will of sports and athletics so that's number five number six The person, the athlete, is completely honest with the coach or their team of coaches. This is imperative. Top, 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 top. There is absolutely no way that anybody's going to fix you if you're not honest with them. No one's going to get you optimal if you're not honest with them. No one can beat what you're doing every single day, day in and day out, if you're not honest with them. This is from what you're eating, to what you're doing, to how much you're sleeping, to you getting up to you vegging out on the couch, like all of that actually matters when someone is a body expert and a physical expert to how the body is moving and or not. People really dumb down how much, what they do every day and how how they treat their body, how they move every day, how they sit every day, how they walk every day, how that affects you on a regular basis. So if you wanna be an athlete, All of that dysfunction and all of that misuse of your body is going to be exposed. And then here you go wanting to blame the the workout or the person or the the sport when all it ever was was you in the first place. You don't treat your body well. And none of that's exposed until you actually need your body to do something, which is exert itself. Long as you're not exerting yourself, you're not going to feel anything. That's just how that goes. So... I want to be a part of the changing of the narrative that workouts and sports hurt people when it's actually not the case. People hurt themselves by not paying attention to how their bodies move, to not treating their bodies well, to not sleeping, to not eating well, to not realizing how much they're sitting on the couch, or that they're sitting on the couch on their left side with their legs up, and then the right leg crossed over the left, and they're leaning into the left shoulder, and their neck is crooked for hours and hours and hours, and then they're on their phone with their right hand, so they're leaning into the left, and their right hand crooked out. All of that matters. All of it matters. And guess when a when a person actually figures that out? When they come see me. <laughs> When they come see me and I start getting them functional and making their body like operate properly, then they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I actually sat like that all day. It hurts now. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, 100%. That's part of correction. It's part of correction you actually feeling your body and what you're doing to it all day long. And I've said this before on other podcasts, I say it a lot, there's no movement more conditioned than daily activity no workout, no sport will ever be as much as you use your body just to walk around and be as a person. You don't do that with intention. You do your workouts with intention. You do your sport with intention, but you don't lie around with intention. You don't walk around with intention. You're just being, right? that's where that becomes a problem because you're not realizing how much dysfunction you're operating on it's your norm so until somebody strips that clean and exposes it you don't know that that's you're in pain that you're in dysfunction you just think you have this knee pain and it's the knee when it has absolutely nothing to do with your knee nothing to do with your knee it's because your hip is jacked up from the other side probably the opposite shoulder but how are you going to know that unless you actually address how you move and address what you're doing on a daily basis So that's a huge, huge thing for people to understand how you have to be honest with every single aspect of what you're doing, even when you don't want to be. Like people, people know I'm a little bananas and they know I, Jessica told me not to do this, but I did it. And I, I honor honesty so much. I may roll my eyes. I mean, I do, I roll my eyes because that's like my number one emoji. I roll my eyes, but... I, that's just me, that's me being honest right back. I'm going to roll my eyes because you knew better, but okay, great. Now I can, now I can grab it and address it. When someone isn't honest with me, I have an opportunity, I have the opportunity to actually hurt somebody because I don't know any, anybody, any trainer, any trainer would be able to hurt you if they don't know what you're doing. So you have to be honest with what you did, where, where you went, how you treated your body, did you sleep jacked up, you know, don't wait until you pull a kettlebell move and now your neck is all jacked and you didn't tell the person that's working with you that you slept wrong or you slept on the floor or you, you you know, whatever the case is, like all that little stuff matters. And so don't allow that gateway for injury to happen based on dishonesty, be honest. And this is a big, big thing. It's trust, you know, that's why you need to work with somebody that you trust because that's the only way you're gonna be honest. You need to trust the person that you're with so that you can be honest with them and you guys are on the same page. Wonderful. That's number six. So number seven, an athlete honors any pain, any pain they feel, they honor immediately. They again, they're, they they call their coach, they reach out to me, they. Are foam rolling immediately they stop they don't play games they immediately are like what the hell is that i need to roll right now i need to find this golf ball i need to get this stick out i need to text jess like it's immediate they honor everything why because their bodies matter that much to them and their sport and the ability to do their sport matters that much to them and they don't want anything preventing them from doing what they want to do and the only way that's going to happen is that you honor any pain and so injury free athletes honor any and every pain they feel. They'll rather lean on the side of safety and precaution than like, oh, maybe it's nothing. There's no, there's no leaving it to chance for an injury-free athlete. That's never going to happen. They're going to lead on the side of stop, drop, and roll, literally, and figure it out. And while they're rolling, they're texting me, period. So that's a huge one as well. That's number seven. And number eight is because of all the above, they don't become injured. So because they never miss foam rolling and sports-specific workouts, because they don't do other sports-specific work workouts for their sport, because they cross-chain under guidance, because they're in constant contact with their coaches overseeing all conditioning aspects, because their coach that they're in contact with is an injury correction specialist or strength and conditioning specialist, or both. It's because that they are completely honest with their coach about everything they're doing, good, bad, or indifferent, and it is because that they honor any and all pain that they don't become injured. That's why they use everything under that umbrella to stay injury free. It is because all of the above, when all, when all of the above is in check, anytime they feel an ache, pain or tweak, it doesn't have the ability to come to become an injury, it gets caught very quick. It never has the chance to air. It doesn't get any airtime at all, and it's caught quickly, so there's too many eyes on it. Your eyes are on it. My eyes are on it. You're probably having a log system. You have the the calendar I tell our athletes to keep, where they're always mapping out what they're feeling on any workout, on any run, or any training, any aspect. They map it out, so they are aware of it 24-7, so nothing becomes anything. Athletes are going to feel tweaks, pains, and aches. That's, you're an athlete, expect to feel that. I don't know where the idea came from that you're not gonna feel any aches or pains as an athlete. That is honestly, again, one of the dumbest things I've heard. There's a lot of dumb stuff that goes on in this industry and that's one of the dumb things. That's impossible. You're using your body, you're exerting your body, you're pushing your body, you want progress, you wanna improve, you're doing things, you're training, you're going hard. You're gonna feel stuff, guys. That is ridiculous to think you're never gonna feel anything, but it should never become an injury. That's totally different. And I think what people get from that is they're like, oh, well, you're saying I should feel something. So being injured means I'm a runner. No, that's another dodo bird idea. No, you should never become injured. Injury and aches and pains are not the same thing. And that's another thing. Stop doing that. Stop doing that right now. Use your words. We are grown adults. Everybody use their words. Pain and pain and injury are not the same thing. Aches and injury, not the same thing. Tweak and injury, not the same thing. Talk to an injured person, they'll tell you really fast. I'm telling you, I'm an injured person. I'll tell you real fast, it's not the same thing. Not all pain is the same thing. Not all pain is bad, all pain is feedback. And when you're on it like this with this checklist and you're following all of these guidelines and these parameters, any pain gets caught quick and does not become anything. The minute that I am repeatedly fixing one thing, I know you're not doing something I'm telling you to do. I know you're doing something that I don't know about quick because I know what my work does. I know what the program does. I've been doing this my entire life. I know what the work does. So, and I'm also an injured person. I know personally what the work does on top of being an expert. So I know those things. So, and that's fine. That's your choice. But that's something you have to be honest with yourself about. That's on you. I'm doing what I can do. The coach does what they can do. But you have to do what you need to do. And if you're not doing that, that's on you. But injury and ache and pain and tweaks are not the same thing. Separate them. If you separate them right now, I promise you, you'll feel more positive about fixing it. You'll feel more encouraged that you can fix it. And you'll be more hopeful that you'll be able to run without pain one day. But the minute you put all those things together, which is another thing that injury-free runners don't do, they are very aware of what's an injury and what's not. They are aware of what a pain is, what good pain is, what working pain is, what bad pain is, sore pain. They're aware of all of that. And the only reason they're aware of all that, guys, is because they're in constant communication with their bodies. This entire checklist, the common denominator is their body. Their body is the one that's involved with the whole thing. Everybody else is you know, doing things externally, but that body is the baseline. The body is in a pocket where it's supported So it's enabling itself to be able to talk to the athlete and then talk to the team, talk to the coaches. And so that really matters in order to stay injury free and to get in that place where your body trusts you, that you're going to be aware of it, that you're on top of it. So it allows itself to be open. It really is that that idea of the more support something has, the more open they are, the more trusting something has, the more vulnerable they'll be. The body's the same way. The body is the same way it knows how to protect you. And it doesn't really care if it breaks things to protect worse things, meaning it doesn't mind that it can break your hip. As long as your spine is protected, that's its job. So the body is always aware of things that are going awry. And their number one thing to do is restrict, prevent movement, stop movement, give you pain. So you stop that's the body's protection. But when you are in a space where you're conditioning your body and complementing your body with proper work and, excuse me, support, then you're able to have a conversation with it so things don't become stuff. And so that's a huge thing when it comes to staying injury-free as an athlete. And these are the top things that athletes and run-pain-free runners and run-pain-free athletes actually do. And this is what separates injury-free people, non-injury people, to injury people. It separates athletes from people who don't want to admit they're doing athletic things. It changes how you look at the sport, changes how you look at your body. And the minute I always say, the minute you start realizing that you're an athlete doing athletic things, you're, start, you're gonna start to condition and train your body differently. You're gonna treat your body differently. But continue to sit in a pocket where you don't think you're an athlete and you'll continue to sit there and, and listen to really dumb stuff that's out on social media and everywhere that's attainable that's like from somebody who has no idea what they're talking about and you wind up injured and they're fine with more followers. So I'm just saying, that's how, that, that's how simple that is, r- r- really. So these are the things that injury-free runners do as a checklist. I hope you got them all down. And for a bonus, they stay in their sport because they're in guidance to do so. So that's the, most, that's the bonus to this whole list. Uh, injury-free runner and injury-free athlete stays in sport which i talked about previously on another podcast on why run pain-free runners stay running in correction and it's because it's the feedback to the sport so when you have this level of guidance and level of eagle eyes on you watching your every move and making sure your body is good sound and biomechanically sound and functional and strong then you stay in sport, because the sport's gonna give you the feedback, whether that is or is not happening. It's not gonna happen in the work, it's not gonna happen in the drills, it's gonna happen in sport. So the sport is gonna reveal the injury, that's where you would get hurt, right? So everybody gets hurt on the course, on the field, in a game, and then they're like, oh, it was that hit. Nope, nope, that's not how that works. It was already there, and it wasn't addressed, because they probably weren't in sport, to let it get exposed in drills or what have you. And so that's how that goes awry. And I am a huge believer of that as a professional and, and personal opinion of just years with athletes. And when I watch these injuries happen on TV, on the sports channels and on on networks and what have you, I immediately go to the airways or I make a post about it, or I do a story or I do a podcast because I can, there's no way that person had that mechanic and it was not missed. And then they go in to do a game and they get hit just the right way. And now they're out, if not career ending. And I find that to be egregious. I think that's a training problem. I think that's a training staff problem. And I'm very open about that. There's just no way that these things are, are getting missed. And these bodies and professional bodies are worth millions of dollars. And so they need to be taken care of better, in my opinion. And so when we bring that idea to our local athletes and everybody who wants to be healthy and active and enjoys running and enjoys flag football and enjoys pickup games and all these things when you apply that idea to you you actually are able to stay active longer and stay stronger longer and condition longer and find problems earlier so you can make sure they don't become a problem in your later years so that's what we do here at run pain free and that's why people stay in sport when they're under guidance so that the sport can always give them the feedback can always give them the feedback. Um, If you are or not aware of the football, you know, American football, the NFL, this year, they did not have a preseason. And everybody's always been this very big thing back and forth and debate whether people need the preseason or not. It was evident that football players need preseason. This was the highest rate of injuries as a season ever in the NFL. And it really is in my conditioning professional opinion that they did not have a preseason so their bodies weren't hit their bodies weren't doing those drills where they were actually going up one-on-one with with other people to test their bodies out to test out what they didn't get done in the training room to test out what they needed to redo in the conditioning room they didn't get that and so so many Football players were really injured or out for the season quick. It was just exceptional amount of injuries in the NFL. And that's what I'm saying about being in sport. So being in sport really does give you that feedback. And if you don't get that opportunity to be in sport, you don't get the opportunity for feedback. So again, under guidance, 100%, that is most important that you're under guidance. Come on over to Run Pain Free. We'll guide you all day and keep you in sport. If you're not under guidance, it is not advised that you continue in sport. You need to get that fixed, addressed, and find somebody who can manage that and condition that and guide you. So I want to be clear with that. But that's also, that's a bonus for Injury-free athletes, injury-free runners, they stay in sport, and that's a huge thing for most athletes. You guys wanna keep going, right? You wanna keep running, you wanna keep doing things. It's your, it's your escape, and if you can't run, your whole world comes crumbling down with you inside. Whether you talk about it is irrelevant, it's still how you feel. I know it is, and I, I get it. So I understand that, but it comes, that's a bonus to someone who's actually taking the time to pay attention to their bodies, give their bodies what they need, listening, being honest, having a coach like yours truly who can condition and correct and make sure that the body is going well at all times and you'll be able to stay in sport. So I hope that this gives you guys an idea early on in the year to start getting yourself in line with this checklist to stay and get to being an injury-free athlete. Make sure we go on over to the Run Pain Free podcast.com. Make sure you're following us there. Make sure you are subscribed. And again, follow us at run pain free on Instagram and at run pain free underscore Academy. Thank you so much for listening. Let's have a great 2021. Everybody. You're listening to the run pain free podcast brought to you by the run pain free Academy. Featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Subscribe to us as you leave a positive review on iTunes.